Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. Before we dive in, I just wanna say thank you so much for the support you've shown me already with the show. I seriously appreciate all of the messages I receive about it. I, I love reading your reviews and seeing you share the show. It just means a lot to me, so thank you so much. It makes me super excited to keep recording and just knowing that There are all these other people listening on the other side. That's just so cool to me. So we've got a good topic this week. I mean, honestly, my hope is that you think every topic every week is good. (laughs) But this week, we're going to be talking about managing overstimulation as a highly sensitive person. I love talking about topics that are very alive for me in the moment. I know for me as a highly sensitive person, The feeling of overstimulation and overwhelm is something I can literally always talk about because it's one of those things that creeps into my life very easily because of my sensitivity. Part of being a highly sensitive person means that we are going to get more overstimulated, more overwhelmed, more easily than non-highly sensitive people. The truth is we have nervous systems that are much more sensitive than the people around us, which causes us to have kind of a lower tolerance for stressful situations. Um, We're also processing the world around us very deeply. We're taking in so much all of the time. And again, like I've shared this before on the show, we're taking all of this in, but we honestly probably aren't even aware of how much we're, we're processing because it's just a natural thing for us. Because we're taking in so much, because our nervous systems are going to be a little bit more reactive, we are going to be more overstimulated easily. Our threshold is smaller, so to speak, so that we will get to this level where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't even tolerate this. We're going to get to that place more easily. This is a difficult part of being sensitive. Like I think I talked about this a little bit in the energy leaks episode that, you know, I love being a highly sensitive person. I'm, I love talking about it. Like you all know that obviously, but the way we get overstimulated more easily, it can be a challenge for sure. And so I think it's really important for us to talk about it, name it, and share tools and strategies that can help us out with it because I don't want the way we get overstimulated, I don't want that to ever be something that holds us back. I certainly do not let it hold me back in my life. I've found, you know, ways to cope with it. So let's start out with some of the signs that you're overstimulated. It's important to kind of know like what this looks like because I used to get overstimulated all the time and I didn't even know that's what was going on. So some signs that you're overstimulated are 
you're getting frustrated by small things that wouldn't normally bother you. So let's say your boss like gives you one more project and it just causes you to flip out. Maybe you don't flip out at them, but you're at your wits end and you're just like super frustrated or your kid keeps saying your name and suddenly you just kind of snap. Like you're just getting frustrated more quickly. You're kind of, you're at the end of your threshold. It's like, oh, this is just too much. You may be feeling mental and physical fatigue. So it's at that point where you're just exhausted. You can't think straight. You're physically tired. You are just worn out. That can happen when you're overstimulated for too long. It's kind of like you're zapped of energy. You may feel an inability to focus and complete tasks. This is a huge one because we're getting kind of frazzled, burnt out when we're in that overstimulated state for too long, that it kind of zaps our ability to think straight. We feel may feel foggy-headed, have difficulty prioritizing tasks, things like that. You might be feeling very flighty, disorganized, kind of like unable to even know what's important or what to do next. I'm sure you've been in this place. This is one of my kind of go-to places I go to when I'm overstimulated. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so overwhelmed. I, I don't even know what to do and wanting to cry and like give up because I can't even think straight. If that's If that feels like you, you might be overstimulated. You might also start feeling a resentment toward others. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, I'll use work as an example again. You're feeling overwhelmed, you feel like you have so many projects on your plate and you're like, you see your coworker going to lunch or, you know, signing off at 5 p.m. and you're like resentful towards them. Like, wow, it must be rough. Like, I'm so stressed over here. I'm so overwhelmed and everyone else has all this downtime. Like, that might be a signal to look deeper. Like, okay, am I like super overstimulated right now? Because that also ties into the like, you know, more easily irritable, things like that. Another sign of overstimulation is really this desire to numb out. You might want to overindulge in unhealthy behaviors, whether that's overeating, drinking too much alcohol, shopping, whatever it is, whatever your kind of flavor of, of numbing out. And You know, I'm sharing these different examples because it's going to look different for every person. We all have our own ways that overstimulation manifests for each of us. So for some people, yeah, they might desire to just like numb out and not feel it. Other people might be super reactive. Other people might totally shut down and feel like they just can't think straight. So I want you to be aware of like all of these different ways it can show up because it's not one size fits all. And then the last sign that I'll share is feelings of hopelessness and sadness. So that one might be maybe surprising to you. You're like, oh, really? Like that could be overstimulation? Yes. So if you find yourself kind of in this overwhelmed state for too long, it might be just, it might begin to feel like it's just hopeless. Like no matter what I do, I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel like I can't get my life together. I feel like everything is crazy around me. I feel like nothing makes sense. Like it can get to a place where it's just like, this is hopeless. Like you might feel really down about it. This is another way that overstimulation can, can show up for people. And it's tough, you know, it's tough for us to have this happening. And, and overstimulation happens to 
every person, by the way, like every human being is going to have times where they're going to feel overstimulated. But like I said, for HSPs, we're just going to reach that state a little bit more quickly. And before I get to the ways to cope with overstimulation, I want to talk about kind of helping you to assess what specifically gets overstimulating for you, like what gets you to that point. Because just like all of the the signs of overstimulation, you know, will be different for each person, the things that overstimulate us will also be different for each person. Here are some examples of things that can be very overstimulating to highly sensitive people, and some of these will resonate with you and some of them may not, and that's totally fine. So for me, I often will get overstimulated when I'm in a social setting and there's like a lot of people talking and it's just consistently loud for too long. I can get to a place where I am suddenly overstimulated. And for me, my overstimulation can, in those situations, can manifest in irritability and just like wanting to shut down because I've just, it's like my nervous system is just like on overdrive and it's like, oh my gosh, this is just too much. So an example of this that I can share is I was at my bachelorette party with my girlfriends. We were at a cabin in Minnesota and it was like super fun, but I had reached a point of overstimulation. So basically what was happening at that time was I was pregnant at the time. Uh, This was before I had a miscarriage. I was pregnant, and so I was the only person that wasn't drinking, and all of my friends had been drinking all day and having a great time. Like I hit a breaking point because everyone was like dancing and singing really loud. The music was super loud. The lights were really bright, and my nervous system was totally shot. I was like, I cannot be in this situation for one more minute because I'm going to end up being rude and no one deserves that. Like my friends are so awesome, but I personally was overstimulated. That that was it. So in that situation, I excused myself. I went outside. I sat by the lake for like 20 minutes and I was able to come back into the room with a fresh perspective and just feeling much more calm and connected to myself. And You know, I think it's hard sometimes as a highly sensitive person, we might judge ourselves for the way we get overstimulated. We might feel guilty for the fact that like we need to take more downtime. We need to take breaks more often than others. A lot of times people might feel bad about that. Like in my situation, for example, like I didn't want my friends to think that I was being a jerk or like was not appreciative of all the great things they did for my bachelorette party. But I also have to remember that it's important for me to take care of my needs. And so, you know, that's why it's so important. That's why I share so much about being a highly sensitive person and the way that ways that we can manage it in a healthy way, because part of it is going to be knowing your limits and loving and caring for yourself enough to meet your needs and do what's best for you. And that doesn't mean like being a selfish person and like not caring about others. But I think a lot of times like HSPs put other people first and put other people's needs and wants before their own. And so I want you to know that like it's important to learn how to put your needs first too and to prioritize the things that are important to you. So if that means needing to step away for a little bit in a social situation, like that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. I would say it actually makes you a better person because 
when you come back, you can be a much more loving and patient friend rather than, you know, forcing yourself to stay in this situation that's frustrating you and and not feeling good. So that's one example that happened to me. Another example of things that can be overstimulating to people are having a messy, disorganized environment. I talked about this a lot in the Energy Leaks episode, so if you haven't listened to that one, I would definitely recommend it because I kind of go into detail about how a disorganized space and having tasks left undone can actually be quite overwhelming and overstimulating to us. So definitely check that one out. Other things that can be overstimulating, not having enough free time, not having any breaks in your day, like let's say you have a day where your meetings are back to back to back, you have no space in between. Oh my gosh, that can be super overstimulating for highly sensitive people. And the reality is like some days are like that. If you don't make your own schedule, if you work for someone else, you might have days where things are just scheduled back to back to back and you have a lot going on and there's a lot on your plate and that can be super overstimulating. I can share personally my own experience here. I still work full time and I do my business on the side. So just know that when I talk about this stuff, I know it very intimately. I understand the pain of that busy schedule and how frazzled that can make you. And on that note too, like I I always think of parents. Parents, like you don't get to ever stop working. Like you're always working. You're always taking care of your kids. You're always meeting their needs. And I can just imagine and really empathize with how overstimulating that could be at times. I hope through this, you're kind of seeing some of the different ways that we can be overstimulated, what that can look like for each of us. And I also want to take a minute here to tell you about my HSP Overwhelm Guide. This is a guide I created, I don't know, six to eight months ago, maybe now, that helps you walk through what exactly overwhelms you specifically and how you can manage it. So this is like a personalized way for you to work through your own overstimulation and overwhelm as a highly sensitive person. And within that guide too, I provide a meditation, an emotional freedom technique tapping video. That's like one of my favorite modalities for stress relief. I'll I'll definitely do a podcast talking more about that at another time. But if that guide sounds like something you need. I will have that linked in the show notes of this episode. So I definitely recommend that to every highly sensitive person because it will help you. (laughs) Now let's talk about healthy ways to cope with overstimulation. Depending on what situation you're in, this will look differently for, you know, for you, for where you're at. So like I shared with my bachelorette party example, I left the loud situation and I took 20 minutes outside by the lake and it was amazing. So if you're able to kind of escape the situation you're in, sometimes that is one of the best things you can do for overstimulation. Let's say you're at a party or a social event and it's just too much. Maybe you can't like leave the building or whatever, but maybe you can go hide out in the bathroom for five minutes and play a calming meditation or do some deep belly breathing. Side note, that's so, so helpful. Breathe, breathing into your stomach rather than into your chest, like slowly breathe into your stomach and just watch how that actually calms your nervous system. That is something that you can do is just excuse yourself, 
take some time to regroup. It's okay. It's for the best, both for you and for other people. If you can get to a state of calm and peace, or at least, you know, kind of lower the level of anxiety or overwhelm a bit. That's huge. Another thing that you can do is like, if you're able to, if it's just like way too much in this social situation or, or wherever you're at, Maybe it is leaving early. Maybe it is making sure that you drive separately so that you can leave when you're ready to leave and you're not kind of waiting on somebody else to get finished up. I know that can be really hard, feeling like you're kind of at the mercy of others. So definitely recommend that. Maybe you're at home and you're feeling overwhelmed and overstimulated. Maybe you just had like a crazy long day or maybe your kids were had a really hard time or something like that. I'm a huge proponent of weighted blankets. I swear by them. I swear by weighted blankets. They're so, so helpful. If you're overstimulated, lay under a weighted blanket. Maybe dim the lights in the room. Light your favorite candle. Drink some warm tea, some hot tea, actually. Another side note there, I learned few months ago that drinking warm beverages are actually really calming to the nervous system. So having a warm cup of chamomile tea or whatever your favorite kind of tea is, is really, really good for the nervous system. So I'll link a weighted blanket in the show notes here too. So you can look at the one that I use. I, I love it. I sleep with it at night too. Another thing that I recommend is taking a technology break to really reduce outside stimulation. This is so, so helpful. Sometimes we can get overstimulated just by scrolling on our news feeds, on our Instagrams and Facebooks and TikToks. Like, think about it. There's all these lights and sounds and different people's emotions. And there is so much coming at us all the time. We are taking in so much all the time. And it's like, honestly, can be pretty unnatural. (laughs) Like, we are consuming way more than we ever were. And as highly sensitive souls, that can be a lot. So I always recommend taking a technology break, turning your phone off for the evening or just turning off your notifications. Maybe it means taking a social media break. I actually did that for two weeks because I was just feeling overstimulated by always being connected. And it was amazing. It was so, so nice. It helped a ton with my nervous system. It just made me feel more connected to myself. So I would recommend that if if it's feeling like social media is kind of an issue for you, like maybe you need a longer break from it. Another thing that I will talk about until <laughs> I'm blue in the face, practicing meditation. I, I, can't, I don't even know where, know where to begin. Meditation literally has changed my life. It has been the number one tool that has helped me as a highly sensitive person. It has helped me to learn how to calm my nervous system, enhance my intuition, feel more connected to myself, get more clarity on decisions. It's It helps me in my daily life to be more responsive rather than reactive. So I meditate every single day And as a result, I don't reach the levels of overstimulation that I used to because it's like it primes my body or something like it helps my nervous system stay more calm and less reactive. So I recommend meditation to every single person that I work with. If you're able to start your day with a 5, 10, 15 minute meditation, that's amazing. It's a really great way to set yourself up for success in the rest of your day. 
And if you do it regularly, because honestly, having a regular practice is key, you will see that you're going to be less affected by things that often bother you. I promise. Emotional freedom technique, that's another thing that I love that I mentioned earlier. So again, if you're interested in that, I have a video in that HSP overwhelm guide that you can follow along. But basically, you're tapping on different acupressure points on your face and your chest. And it's very easy. Literally anyone can do it. And what it does is help you to release emotional stress that is stored in the body. And all I can say is give it a shot. And I promise you'll feel a difference. The first time I ever did it, I literally felt so much lighter afterwards. Sometimes you'll do a a round of tapping and you'll cry, you'll laugh, you'll just feel, you just release. It's really, really, really helpful. So I'm a huge fan of that. Also, things like breath work are amazing, energy healing, things like that. Having different practices and healing modalities, whatever resonates with you, I am a huge proponent of finding what works for you and sticking with it. I think for highly sensitive people, having really diligent self-care practices are key. I'm going to say we're more high maintenance than less sensitive people, but we just require more care. And I, and I say high maintenance in like a loving way. Imagine like a fancy sports car. Like you just need the specific gasoline and you need a really good wax job, whatever. I'm not doing a good job explaining, but hopefully you get what I mean. I want you to view it as like an empowering thing. I have high standards. I, my body has high standards. I have to treat myself with the utmost respect and love and care. And that's a great thing. So I want you to start really owning that and not being like, oh my gosh, this is something that makes me a pain. No, you just have high standards and that's cool. Like that's what you need. Other things that can help you cope, getting help, prioritizing your to-do list so it feels less overwhelming. Maybe you don't need help on it, but sometimes if you're feeling super flighty and overwhelmed, it can be hard to think straight. So you might want to enlist the help of your boss or your coworker or you know, your husband or whoever, like if you're feeling like, I just don't even know what to focus on next. I'm so overwhelmed. That's when it needs to come back down to simplifying because a lot of times when we're overstimulated, things feel magnified. It feels like we have 8,500 things that we have to get done. But in reality, we could probably scoot by with getting three of those things done today and it would be fine. Prioritize, simplify, cut out the energy leaks, There are things that we can do to help us kind of get back to a state of calm. And a lot of times it's just finding things that are grounding and kind of cut out the noise and clutter around us. Also, single tasking and not multitasking. So if you're feeling super overstimulated, look at the ways that you're multitasking. Because somebody was saying this to me the other day, like multitasking is like purposely overstimulating yourself. Like you have all of these things going at once. Like no wonder you're feeling overstimulated because you're like focusing a little bit on all of these different things and it doesn't feel satisfying because you're not making the progress and your mind's in a million directions. So I would highly recommend giving single tasking a shot, which literally is just doing one thing at a time and being fully immersed in that one task, completing it, moving on to the next. It is like healing balm to the nervous system. It is one of my favorite hacks and it helps a ton. And lastly, I would just say, share your feelings with somebody that you love and that you trust. 
I think a lot of times when we get stuck in our heads and we're feeling so overwhelmed and overstimulated, it can just feel really hopeless and, and like too big of a mountain to climb and we don't know how to get out of it. And sometimes just speaking the words out loud, sharing how you're feeling with someone who's got your back, who cares about you, it feels so good. It feels like support. It feels like the mess is out of your mind and it's out into the open and they might be able to strategize with you or, you know, maybe just saying those words just makes you feel better and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I think I've got this. It's actually not that big of a deal. I always recommend sharing with someone you love. I think for highly sensitive people, especially because we're often feeling a lot and things can be very intense for us, it's really important for us to have a network of people that get it, that have our back, that want what's best for us. And if you're feeling like you don't have people in your life that like really get it or understand, you know, where you're coming from, I would definitely recommend joining my free Facebook group for highly sensitive people. That's another thing I'll link in the show notes here. I just want you to have all the resources because in that group, it's really a beautiful community of people. And, you know, you can post like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed by this. And I can promise you that people are going to jump in and be like, same here. I think that's why I find it so helpful to be in community with other highly sensitive people because... It's so validating. Like, we often feel very alone in our experience. Like, we feel like we're the only one who's feeling so overwhelmed by things and overstimulated. And we often wonder, like, gosh, what's wrong with me? Why do I care so much? Why is this bothering me so much? And it's really healing to hear from other people that they feel the same way, that they've had similar experiences as well. So if you're on Facebook, definitely recommend that group. I also do have a membership community for highly sensitive people, which is my pride and joy, honestly. It's not open for enrollment now, but I have a wait list that's open. That's always linked in my show notes as well. So that's another way to really, I mean, that's like the best way to connect with other highly sensitive people because we connect on Zoom a couple times a month and it's just an amazing way to feel less alone in this experience. If you get one thing out of this podcast, I just really want you to see that you're not alone in your experience and your sensitivity isn't something that needs to hold you back. It's not something that's wrong with you. It's simply a part of you and it's something that you can truly learn how to work with. And I think that when we talk about it openly with other sensitive people, we can heal together and we can feel more empowered together. I really hope that you found this episode helpful, and I would love if if this episode resonated with you and it helped you and you know other highly sensitive people who would benefit, please share the episode, share the podcast. I like really want to get this message out to as many sensitive souls as I can because I really think that the world's a better place when more of us just feel good in our skin and own who we are. So I'm excited to chat with you next week and I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.